So glad you made it. You know, I feel like at the beginning of every one of the sermons on this series, I need to say, spoiler alert, if you're joining us, we're working our way through the best TV series right now of all time. I'm serious. It's that good. Well, the funny thing is, it's not on any of the major networks, and you can't find it on a cable channel. You have to go to the app store in your computer or your phone and download the Chosen app. It's a free app. And it's there ready for you. You just do it, and then you can you can cast it up on your TV if you want to, or you can watch it on your device. I'm telling you, it's possible for you to come closer to Christ. Is there anything more significant than that? I mean, seriously. There's no other person who ever offered human beings eternal life and then backed it up with laying down his own life and death only to three days later come back to life and appear to hundreds of people as eyewitnesses. I mean, does anything or anyone in earth past up to present even hold a candle to that kind of claim and proof? Coming closer to Jesus outweighs anything, anywhere, anytime. And people who saw him after his death and resurrection said as much, one of his apostles. I think that all things are worth nothing compared with the greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have lost all those things. Those things that he's referring to, he's talking about all of, all of his credentials as a spiritual leader in his, in his culture. He said, I've lost all of those things and now know that they are worthless trash. This allows me to have Christ and to belong to him. That's what happens when we get around Jesus. Who he is and what he offers makes everything here and now <laughs> pale in comparison. And that's what hit me in Season 1, Episode 4. What is impossible for humanity is no issue for divinity. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was the first one of those two to see Jesus. And it didn't take any time at all for him to know that he was the Messiah. So what do you do when you find a treasure like that? Well, you go immediately and share it with the people that you love the most. So Andrew goes to tell his brother, Simon Peter. Andrew says, nothing else matters. The Romans don't matter. If the Messiah has arrived, anything is possible now. And one by one, the people that Jesus would call would leave what was familiar what was known, what was comfortable, and they would follow him, not knowing where he was going to go. Students would leave their trusted teachers. Young adults would leave parents. Fishermen leave their boats. Tax collectors will leave their tax booths. Why? Because Jesus was more important. Jesus was more valuable. Jesus had more intrinsic worth. Back in 1905, there was a baseball game being played in Rhyolite, Nevada, ghost town now. The Rhyolites were playing the Beatties, uh, a town not far away. And the Beatties were up to bat. 
and the pitcher threw and the batter swung and the ball rocketed down the first base line and the first baseman was a man named William Griffiths out of Salt Lake City. And he saw the ball coming his way and he was ready to make a play on it and suddenly that ball hit a rock and it ricocheted off and bound out. He wasn't able to make the play. Well, after the guy got to first and he... That first baseman went over and picked up that stone, intending to throw it off the ball field, but he noticed something in the stone. So right before he pitched it, he, he looked at it. There was a little vein of gold in that rock. And he very nonchalantly just slipped it into his pocket and went back to assuming his position at first base, and, and the game went on. That night, he went back after dark with a lantern and he started searching around in the soil until he accumulated a bucket full of rocks. By morning, he found out that those rocks had a lot of gold in them and they were gonna bring in a lot of money. So he went to two of his friends and the three of them quietly bought that entire ballpark. Long story short, the first name of that gold mine, First Base. The first shaft dug entered a paying ore at the depth of 33 feet. Enfielder Griffiths soon found himself a very wealthy man. Go back to that part when his eye caught something in that rock that he was about to throw out of play. Slipping that stone into his pocket, y'all, it changed the trajectory of his life. It's finding that treasure and refusing to discard it, but to take it into your life. All right, another story, another time, another place. It was only a nickel, but the owner was able to retire on it. It's one of only five nickels like it. Ed Lee of Merrimack, New Hampshire, sold that nickel for $4.15 million. It's the 1913 Liberty Head Nickel, one of the most famous, the most famous American rare coin. Liberty Head Nickels were minted from 1883 until 1912. Miss Liberty was then replaced the following year by the Indian or Buffalo Nickel. But five 1913 Liberty Head nickels were minted illegally. They're guessing it was done by some mint official. Never have found out. They were never put into circulation and were considered illegal to own for many years because they were not regular issue. Well, the coins began to surface in the 1920s. Ed Lee bought the coin for a cool $3 million and made over a million bucks profit. He knew it was an important coin. He knew it was a valuable coin. He knew the coin had more intrinsic worth. Did you know that Jesus compared his kingdom, his father's kingdom, the kingdom of God, to hidden treasures and priceless pearls? Look at how he told it. God's kingdom is like a treasure hidden in a field for years and then accidentally found by a trespasser. The finder is ecstatic. What a find! 
and proceeds to sell everything he owns to raise money and buy that field. Or, God's kingdom is like a jewel merchant on the hunt for exquisite pearls. Finding one that is flawless, he immediately sells everything and buys it. You notice in these short stories, Jesus has them both responding exactly the same. Sell everything and buy. No price is too great. Do whatever it takes. It's what makes zealots leave their vows to a secret order. It's what makes fishermen leave a life-changing catch. It's what makes tax-collecting betrayers walk away from wealth. It's what makes dedicated sons leave their father in the family business. Why do people sell out and follow Jesus? Because he's the treasure. He is more important. He is more valuable. His intrinsic worth has no comparison. There's really only one thing to say when he calls. Here am I. You can have it all. I'm available.